Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Guns N' Roses with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Yeah, whatever. The new foods are out for the Big E. Was I not talking about this just yesterday? Exactly. Wondering where the hell that list is going to be and boom. It's about time. All of a sudden, now we're talking about food at the Big E. MassLive.com has it. Western Mass News has it. 22 News has it. And we've got it. We're going to well, run them down, man. Why do we have to be like everybody else? I know, I guess. Well, yeah. we, could, we could talk about the foods available at another fair if we want to instead of the Big E. I think of plenty of animals that could be served up at the Big E that uh, on their way out. Unicorn cow. <laughs> Dickie the giraffe. That bear. The elephant. Yeah. Beulah. Well, well we're still eating leftovers of that one. Starting to get the freezer burn. Got to be careful. Man, there's so much to talk about today. I hardly know where to begin. It's uh, just about 5.36. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. New England Patriots football. To Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.50 and Queen. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Here's more numbers for you. It's 70 right now. Mostly cloudy conditions today. Highs in the mid-80s with scattered thunderstorms this morning and then more widespread, maybe severe, this afternoon. Aquapump is uh, bringing you Hollywood trash this morning, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. And if you have a storm damage affecting your water, call Aquapump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. An online voiceover marketplace called Voices.com surveyed over 1,000 people to find out which animated character has the most recognizable voice. What do you think it would be? Bugs Bunny. No. Daffy Duck. No. Popeye. No. George, Um, George Jetson. No. Homer Simpson. No. Peter Griffin. No. Ready? Uh, Daffy Duck. No. Joe Biden. Well, huh? No, Joe Biden. Yeah, he's, he's a, he is a lovable cartoon character. Well, he's not animated enough. Uh, um, well, they need, to, they need to move the animatronics inside of his body. Uh, Yogi Bear was the number one recognizable uh, voiceover character. Yeah, for I'm not aware of that voice. I don't know that one either. I know Boo Boo. I don't know Yogi. I know Ranger Smith, sure, but yeah. uh, but Yogi, that's uh, that's passed me by. But uh, some of the ones you guys did mention were on the list. Uh, number two was Bugs Bunny. Number three was Homer Simpson. Uh, Shaggy Rogers from Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Shaggy had a last name. I just that- thought it was uh, Shaggy, kind of like the local Shaggy. Yeah. R- right? Isn't uh, Shaggy on the cartoon the voice of Casey Kasem? He was, but Casey Kasem is no longer with us. Right. So. Uh, Donald Duck, uh, the donkey from Shrek, uh, Winnie the Pooh, and Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown? I, I wouldn't think Charlie Brown. I don't remember what Charlie Brown's voice oh, said. Yeah. He sounded like a kid yeah. uh, where bad things were happening to him all the time, and he was always depressed and dejected. Oh. That's what his voice sounded like. Sounds like uh, somebody I used to know. Yes. Yes. Negative and dejected yes. all the time. Yes. Dismissive as well? Yes, oh, yes. that too, yeah. In a recent interview, uh, Shaq suggested that the world isn't round and it doesn't rotate. All right. This is... We're, we're done asking Shaq to be part of the Mayflower Marathon now. You, you do realize that yeah. uh, Shaq has actually got a wonderful sense of humor. And yeah. if he's bringing this up, it's yeah. because he's probably busting stones. Probably, he's, he's, he's not the yeah. only NBA guy who's thought that, though. Kyrie Irving used to talk about that all the time as well. well they're spinning little mini globes in their hands. What, uh, right. Why wouldn't you think that that represents like the Earth? Like mm-hmm. you'd think you'd be spinning the world around. You know? Right. 
right. on your hand. Very, uh, you know. Good option, Steve. Uh, he said, quote, I like listening to theories. It's not about figuring them out or he's wrong or he's right. It's just a theory. All right. Well, at least he's just exploring these yeah. things. And I think we can yeah. all agree that, that Shaq is a man of science. Well, he's he is very uh, scientific. I listened to a whole seminar on him talk about uh, the universe with um, who's that guy? What's that guy's name? Uh, Neil, Neil deGrasse Neil, Tyson. Neil yeah. DeGrasse Tyson. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Oh man, that and was, Neil learned a few things that day. That was awesome. Uh, Joe Pesci is making a return to television to play Pete Davidson's grandfather in the Peacock comedy series Bupkis. It also stars Edie Falco as Pete's mom. No word on when it's coming out. You know, it's not great as the Irishman was. It was great to see Joe Pesci acting again. I freaking love Joe Pesci. When he's when he's acting in a real good role, he's fantastic. Yeah. You know, when he's trying to break into a kid's house with uh, Daniel Stern, he's getting hit over the face with a with a bucket of paint on a mm-hmm. rope. That's not so great. It's not oh. so great, but you know, you think about how much money that movie made him twice. Yes. You know, Home Alone in New York as well. Mhm. They were ch- being chased all over Central Park. That was crazy. Sure. But like you know, like Goodfellas or yeah. you know, uh, you know, Raging Bull, mm-hmm. terrific. Ah, he was uh, great in that My Cousin Vinny movie where uh, hey, Marissa you know Tomei. Mm-hmm. You bring up another fine role. Couple yeah. of Utes. Uh, Showtime has a documentary in the works about Louis C.K.'s comeback. I wouldn't use there that a, word. Yeah, is there uh, a way to describe that in a different way? His <laughs> his re- his return to to uh, his re- his return his return yeah. to entertainment industry. Yes. Yes. Uh, it'll also explore the broader state of the hashtag Me Too movement. So that'll be interesting to see. Still a great comedian, just not that great of a person. Well, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you, you got to whip it out and just uh, start doing things in front of people. But you don't. Without yeah, I know, consenting I mean, to it. At least he asked, you know. At least yeah. he asked hey, people. Can yeah. I do this? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear the magic words. Kevin Spacey never asked. Definitely never asked. Uh, the first rumored contestants on season 31 of Dancing with the Stars are TikTok star Charlie D'Amelio and her mom, Heidi. No idea. Uh, yeah, these are these are big with the kids. Mm. Charlie D'Amelio. Uh, oh, my, yeah? my kids are like big yeah? fans of, uh, mm. of this Charlie. Uh, I don't even know really what they do. Is that the mm. Charlie bit my finger kid from years ago? No, <laughs> that's a different Charlie. Uh, okay. This is a girl. Okay, it's Charlie with an I, ah. not not I E. Um, they're basically just a bunch of rich kids, uh, funded with camera equipment by their rich parents, and uh, and this is how they make a name for themselves. It sounds terrific already just by you describing it. I mean, it they're 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 meaning they're pointless videos, but these kids love them. They love watching them. I sound like an old man. We had to do some more pointless stuff. Uh, Willie Nelson and his wife, Annie, have the same conversation after every tour. He talks about retiring. She asks him what he'll do if he does, and then he remembers he'd rather lay down and die than stop performing. We talked. Remember I talked about this, and you're like, he's ninety, almost 90 years old? Yeah. Like, uh, do, you know, don't you think he should retire? And I said, he's one of those guys that's going to play until he collapses mm-hmm. on stage one night. That would be a hell of a way to go out, wouldn't it? Collapsing on stage in the middle uh, of a Snoop Dogg concert. Tiny Tim did that. Did he? Yeah, he died while performing. Yeah, see, and I think th- he was up in West, uh, out here in Western Mass when it happened. Didn't you, wouldn't you? You die doing what you love, right? Yeah. Not bad. Now, 
Now that's a concert ticket worth pay, uh, paying money for. I had a great uncle of mine who died playing golf. Heart attack right on the course. Bye-bye. What made him so great? The fact that I never knew him. Oh, well, there you well, go. I mean, I, I, <laughs> never, I never met him. The family talks about him a lot. Well, He's, then you're well qualified to bring up that story then. Yeah. And, and call him great. I guess. Uh, Lainey Wilson was asked what kind of character she'll be playing when she makes her acting debut in the upcoming season of Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Turns out she'll be playing herself. She says, it's pretty much me. I'm getting to sing my own songs. I'm getting to wear my getup. The only difference is her name will be Abby. Hmm. Abby. Something. Abby Abby Normal. normal. (laughs) Abby Road. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Hiya. Interest rates are going up. Don't let that get you Then off Vostro laptops with 12th gen Intel core processors. Upgrade by calling 877-ASK-DELL. 877-ASK-DELL. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Listen... Not to sound all negative in things, but I think it's finally safe to say that there's a pretty good chance that the Boston Red Sox are probably not going to win the World Series. I also think it's safe to say that a mathematical elimination is also quite possible. Because you see, when the Red Sox uh, lose, like they did last night, uh, they accumulate straight losses. Like... Their last four straight games, three of which came at the hands of the Toronto Blue Jays, which beat the Sox last night 6-5 in 10 innings. The Red Sox have also lost six out of their last 10 games. It will end the regular season just 37 games from now. It's becoming now less and less likely that the Red Sox are going to start rallying back into postseason play. And if I were an impulsively irresponsible individual prone to making snap financial decisions, I would almost bet money on it. But alas, that's not going to happen. Now, if there's any silver lining here, it would be this. Of all the worst teams in baseball, the Red Sox continue to be the last place team with the best overall record. While the Red Sox are terrible, they're still better than Detroit, Oakland, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Colorado. In fact, it's not even close. They are the best last place team in baseball. Sure, they're 17 games out of first place. Sure, they're eight games out of the wild card race. They're terrible at home, and they're terrible on the road. They're terrible during day games. They're also terrible when they play at night. And they're not that good against divisional rivals, and they're not that good at interleague play either. And apart from Raphael Devers and Xander Bogarts, who are having solid seasons, everybody else kind of sucks. But... They are still outperforming every other last place team in baseball. And if there is one saving grace in this whole fiasco, that is it. Tonight, they kick off a three-game series in Tampa. And you know what? I'm not feeling good about it. Why? Because Tampa is only seven games out of first place, and they're the odds-on favorites to land a wild-card spot. You know who isn't? The Boston Red Sox, who have a chance of turning their current four-game losing streak into something really spectacular. Keep your fingers crossed, because this could get interesting. But hey, the Mamai Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the Craftsman 9-gallon wet-dry vac. Only 80 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at the Rocky's app or the sales flyer at Rocky's.com, or you can pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. And Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's going to be a good weekend, except for today. 
We're going to have rain today and maybe some severe thunderstorms later this afternoon, but highs in the mid-80s and then pretty good weekend, like I said, with also highs in the mid-80s. Uh, later on this morning, we're going to have a lot of laughs with uh, with a financial guy, huh. uh, Marty Lynch from Cambridge Credit Counseling. Oh, he's hilarious. There's a lot of laughs. And we're going to talk about uh, that student loan forgiveness thing, and it is going to be a stitch. So that's coming up around 845 this morning. Mm-hmm. Anybody named Larry usually has something funny to say. It's wow. Marty. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Well, I guess yeah. then we're not going to have a fun I don't know. Fun a single time, guy named Marty who's funny. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Hope he's listening. Uh, Larry David, by the way, I think renewed for another season of Kirby um, Enthusiasm. Yeah. You know, here's a here's a kick in the in the pants for you. Yesterday, I'm talking about how hey, you know what we haven't seen yet? Mm-hmm. You know, with the biggie like a you know, less than a month away, right? We haven't had that that story, that list of all the new foods that come to the biggie, and within two hours after that came out of my mouth, mm-hmm. what happens? Published everywhere. Everywhere yep. the big the biggie and that makes their big announcement of all the new foods that are going to be uh, coming to the biggie and that's you know, to me this is almost exciting as like around the fourth of July mm-hmm. when you start seeing that news story where they put like a bunch of salutes in a in a, yep. in a mannequin's hand right. and it blows its arm off right it's the same kind of news story we used to see years ago that we were so excited to see when, when like Rose Kennedy would have a birthday oh my God the old broad's two hundred and six years old now yeah, 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 it's yeah. like it's the same damn thing every year uh, you know what's amazing to me is there are dozens of new foods I mean how how is it possible. That you can continue. Do you just keep like combining things? Is that what it is? Well, from what I'm I'm seeing here, I mean, you got like the place to be has a has a creation, um, which I don't know if they have enough capacity over in that lot Ooh, of the Big E to have yeah. that restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Lot basketball. nine fills up pretty fast. I'm surprised the Basketball Hall of Fame hasn't told them to uh, pick up their tent and move it back to the Basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> Uh, but no, so you got like you know, if you got a new restaurant <clears throat> new to the scene at the Big E, like the place to be. They got their own specialty thing. That's what they're showing here. It's not so much like it's is it new foods because they do this in Texas, don't they? Don't they start this in Texas? And Texas is the yeah, that's is the place to start. That's kind of like where they do all their market research. Right. And the uh, things that kick, that uh, that that ha- but, that, are, that that sell are things that go to all these other fairs around the country. But go ahead, Dave. What do, what do we got on the list? Well, here? you mentioned the place to be. One of the things that they're hawking this year is the cotton candy milkshake and another version, a maple vanilla milkshake. And by the way, when you talk about the place to be, yeah. they're at a new place to be at the Big E, which is called the Front Porch. Ooh, the Front Porch. So the, uh, they're the, talking the, about that location now. That uh, the, that That maple... Milkshake you're yes. talking about? Yes. It's being labeled as the chicken and waffles milkshake. Ah. So uh, try to imagine. I don't know if there are large chunks of chicken mm. inside of it, but I'm looking at the picture of it. I would almost try it just just to say Listen, I had it. I uh, When I was down in Georgia probably about five years ago, my uh, niece's husband, would that be my nephew-in-law? I don't know. What, what do you call that? Your husband. How about say, your husband? Yeah. I would say my niece's husband. Mm. My niece's husband uh, orders chicken and waffles. Mm. Now, down south, that's like a huge thing, this chicken and waffles. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're putting uh, you're putting uh, protein with the with with the with the batter and the and the syrup. I'm not really sure I'm buying it. And he's like, just try it. So and, I did. And well, I mean, this particular place was like a like a home cooked meal kind of place. So, you, it, like, you got the authentic taste of the chicken and waffles. Because I wouldn't buy a bag of potato chips that says chicken and waffles on it. 
you know, like they sell in the grocery store. Yeah, it might it might it might damage your opinion of it. But delicious buttermilk fried chicken mm. with uh, with a big Belgian waffle and syrup all over it is it, absolutely delicious. You had me until the syrup. That's oh. the only thing about well, that. That's the salty sweet part. Yeah, but I'd rather just have it be salty. See, I'm not a I'm not a maple syrup guy. Oh. I I can't stand what, it. What about gravy? I'll tell you what. If yeah. they put some like uh, some beef or chicken gravy on yeah. that thing, I'd that's suck that stuff. down in a heartbeat. Good stuff. Uh, well, another place to be at the front porch, which I guess is adjacent to the Better Living Center. This front porch place has, yeah. you know, it's kind of like a cool place to hang out, according to the Big E now. It's a new place. It's like uh, the front porch of a house. I guess, right? Uh, so another place that's going to be there is the Soulfully Vegan Restaurant, and they're offering up a spicy PB&J burger. All right. See, this is this is where I think we have uh, reached a point mm. in the Big E where a, a concept is so ill conceived right? that uh, you know, listen. I have no problem if you want to become a vegan. That's your choice. I'm not going to stomp on uh, on your decision making process. Mm-hmm. But everything in that sandwich is all plant based. Do you realize that plants grow in dirt? Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. They all grow in dirt. I know. It's disgusting. It's, it's horrifying. Well, let me tell you something. You're, uh, the cow uh, that you've eaten the cream puff from yeah. has been walking around in its own manure uh, all day long doing yeah. cow stuff. Yeah, yeah but, the, but, the, but the udder isn't hanging down on the ground yeah. dragging. You know, it's, you it's think, off the ground. You don't think there's the Ron Jeremy of cows out there that has an udder that he has to drag across the ground? Probably. Maybe, yeah. maybe but they're not the ones providing the milk. Hopefully not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking about the bulls. I hate the cows and the pigs that are living on concrete, by the way. When they're living on grass, a nice grass field, and eating that grass, that's pretty cool. When they're living on concrete, not so much. Are We're, you seeing a lot of uh, urban livestock yeah, out there? Yeah, yeah. Concrete? Yes. That, well, some of them are farmed and yeah. raised outside of natural conditions, so to speak. So they're, they, mm. they literally live on, on slabs of concrete. And hey, be, they're lucky they got a place to live. I guess, but I, I'd rather ha, you know eat from the cows, whether it's milk or beef or pork from the pigs, mm-hmm. who are living on natural grass and eating the natural grass. You know what I find? That what? when I'm eating like a steak, mm-hmm. a thick, delicious like ribeye, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, cooked to perfection, nice medium rare, mm-hmm. you know, well seasoned, I can't taste the asphalt. Oh, I can. <laughs> and yet, well, that's a personal issue. Yeah. When you have one that's been raised on grass, you can taste the difference. It's it, there is a difference, and I think there's a health difference as well. Okay, here's a new food at the Big E: arroz con gandules and perno. Translation: yellow rice with pigeon pies. Pigeon pie, yeah, uh, right. The, but the perneal is the uh, is the roasted pork. Yeah. Oh my god, that's mm. like the best thing ever. Yeah. Yep. What's the pigeon? Is it real pigeon meat? No, no, like the pigeon peas. No, oh. that's what they put in the, in oh, their rice dishes. Oh, 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 that's what they're called, pigeon peas. So yeah. these are the tiny peas, then, or, or what? Well, they're not what, really peas. They're more like a. They're somewhere between like a like a pea and a lentil. Ah, ever have pea and a lentil? I have peed in a lentil. Do you, you know have. what the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean is? Same no, thing, Steve. right? I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face. Hey! Oh, hey! Ow. That joke keeps spitting funny. It's my favorite ever one year. ever. It's a good one. Uh, some of the other new foods. Let me see what we got. Uh, we've got the yakisoba noodles and rice bowls from Boardwalk. Boardwalk. W-O-K. Boardwalk. Love okay. that. All right. Yes. They're located also 
at the front porch, which is the new hangout spot at the Big E. The uh, there's a couple of things that I've seen on this uh, on this list mm-hmm. that. Uh, what do you like? Well, I gotta tell you, I'm uh, a little bit uh, intrigued by the uh, the cool stuffed ranch grilled cheese from uh, the Harpoon Beer Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love uh, I love a good grilled cheese. I don't think that uh, that ranch dressing is such a bad thing if it's dipped uh, in the proper thing. That to me sounds like it could be pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it does actually. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's what we're talking about. Um. Can we get to the uh, the chocolate cream puff? You go ahead, man. Bax just did his write-in vote. Uh, what do you got? The chocolate cream puff. Yeah, the, for the chocolate lovers. There, it's it's. You know what? I always wondered why they never had a chocolate flavor to go along with these. I know, like the cream. Uh, you know, that's like the signature thing. But you think yeah. somebody along the way would have said, you know what? Let's uh, drop some Hershey's cocoa in here and uh, see what happens. I've had cream puffs that have been drizzled with chocolate. So that's what this is. Yeah. It's not only the chocolate cream inside, which I love. Cho- I love chocolate, yeah. but I can't mm-hmm. eat it because then I'll get sick. Um, <laughs> but it's drizzled with a like a like a that fudge shell that you were uh, you were talking about. Okay. Yeah, I think good, huh? that's the one I want to try. All right, mine pick would be the chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie from Chompers, located on New England Avenue, and it's a chicken pot pie chomper from Chompers. Chompers are delicious, I have to say, but I don't know about the. Uh, the I mean, I like a good chicken pot pie, but I mean, when you chew into it, doesn't it, like it all like spill all over your face and stuff? Well, I don't know. Yeah, it would seem that way, but th- this seems to signify the chicken pot pie chomper that's sort of like self-contained. You know, normally you would have to eat chicken pot pie with like a fork, but maybe does this indicate? I don't know. There's a picture of all these there. I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe it's like a sandwich almost. Uh, well, you get well. That's kind of what a chomper is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it's not going to be messy. I'm looking at the uh, the V1. Double espresso martini. Dude, I'm looking at it myself. I have been begging, well, I've been dreaming that Paul Koza would put yeah. this together. And you know what? Who? He was like, I have to cater to all the wide awake drunks in the world. Mm. Let me put coffee in one of these bottles of booze. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to get someone drunk that can't fall asleep. Yeah. And then then this comes out, and now they've got a, the, uh, the double espresso martini, which looks... Freaking delicious. He, here's the thing, though. This is what I've always said. Even when they came out with that cheeseburger on a donut with the bacon. <clears throat> remember they? Remember that was like years ago? They I debuted do. that. The, the crazy burger. And I'm like, oh, let's uh, get the crazy burger. It's not that good. No, it's gross. But you it's know what disgusting, was? disgusting, actually. I don't know what the, you know. But you know what was delicious? Remember the year they came out with the deep fried butter? Yes, deep fried butter. Deep fried butter. Want it being like a like a dinner roll with a lot of butter on it. It was fantastic. Deep fried in in oil. Yeah, it was delicious. And people thought, oh, deep fried butter, how gross! No, you're not chewing into like raw butter. You're chewing into melted butter. And who among us is grossed out by that? It's like the most delicious thing ever. Yeah. I don't know, Dave. What's uh, what's on your list, Dave? What I just are you gonna said, get? I just told yeah. you the chicken pot pie chomper. That's my that's my choice. That's my pick, and along with it, the boba tea. It's kind of like boba fat, but it's boba I, tea instead. Have you ever had that? What boba tea? No, no. That's why I say I, don't. No, it's, it's like it's a kid thing, really, because yeah. it's it's loaded with sugar. It's oh. just it's nothing but yeah. diabetes in a cup. <laughs> but isn't that the point with all of these foods at the Big E? It's like someone. It, it's it's like someone took like a like a. 
like a smoothie and yeah. it had Orbeez to it. Yeah, it's the, it's mm. weird yeah. and it's and 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 like the younger generation loves this stuff. Mm-hmm. They love boba tea. I don't I don't yep. get it. Yeah, well, I'm trying to stay young. So <laughs> well, then you should suck down <laughs> a bunch of yeah, boba teas. I hate to break it to you. You might want to try a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's six twenty three with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. Leah Toyota Wilbraham is the area's leader in pre-owned and certified pre-owned Toyotas. We are currently pulling inventory from all- Lash Radio. It's six twenty six with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. We're gonna have highs in the mid eighties today. We're gonna have rain, some heavy rain perhaps this afternoon. Some of it's severe, so. Put that on your calendar, and also, it's going to be pretty nice tomorrow and Sunday. And now it's time for Today I Learned. Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Is this something you learned on your day off? <sighs> Are you going to give me a guff about that? No, no, hell no. You had a you had a good reason. Well, I, I hope I hope by the way that's not what we're going to learn now. Something about uh, Kid Rock because I'm I'm envisioning a huge story. About this, maybe next hour. Or, oh yeah, no, yeah. I don't have any interesting things to say about Kid Rock. <laughs> right. I just have interesting things to say right now. All right, uh, especially for backs, because uh, you know you're Mr. Red Sox. Do you know who Fred Thomas is? Uh, yeah. What didn't he? Uh, was he an actor? Uh, he 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 was Boston Red Sox player. Oh yeah, no, Henry no. Thomas was in E.T. I think. Oh Bash yeah, and I'm thinking of uh, yeah Frank Thompson. Anyway, anyway, go on. Uh, yes. Today I learned of Boston Red Sox player Fred Thomas, who was granted a furlough by the Navy to play in the 1918 World Series during World War One. He remains the only active member of the military to play in a major league game. Hmm. How about that? It's a pretty interesting fact. That is nice. It's about time I got something that people are interested to hear about. Yeah. Other yeah. than, well, tell us you know. more. Well, I don't, I don't know anymore. Did, oh. did he do anything good? Uh. Does it have his stats or anything like that? <laughs> like, Dave, come on. You're asking me to like do research for these things? Come on. This is just what, he's learned. You. This is just what he's learned today. Look at you, Mr. Dixie Cup over here, asking me to get fat. You're funny. Yeah. And that's today I, today I learned Dave Coombs is so naive to think that I would come up with a fun fact. Oh, you're hilarious! Coming up next, Dom Sarno returns to the news on Rock 102. It's 6.30. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Got some crime to talk about. Remember what Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno said recently? We played this clip earlier this week on the show. 98. 98 arrests. Yeah, he he was talking about that 51-year-old guy. John Larder, who was arrested. Well, now the arraignments go to 104 of them. And Mayor Sarno was upset because he used it as a referendum to talk about, uh, you know, criminals, repeat criminals being released. Well, Larder was released. I'm sorry. Yeah. This makes a big difference. Right. So 99, they had the number of 99. Now he's up to 104. Correct. After one day being in court. Mm -hmm. He's got, what, five more. I guess. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But, okay, so it wasn't like he was arraigned 99 separate times. He probably had five or six charges of each time. So you're really, how many times was he actually arrested for Mm. something? Yeah. That's kind of like, you know, I think throwing the number out there 
when you're if you have ten charges on you and you only got arrested nine times, that's completely different. Yeah, but you're also a repeat offender multiple times over. Right. And even if it's a hundred charges as opposed to a hundred arraignments, I, this guy was let out with a five hundred hour bond. I, and it's like, yeah, you know, when the mayor gets pissed off about it, I understand his frustration. Sure. But as we've talked about before, yeah. this you know, bail is set. Purely not because of how dangerous you are or the likelihood you'll reoffend, but it's they true. want to ensure that you'll show up to your court date. And unfortunately, you know, the, the I mean, the mayor is right to be angry, but who are you angry at? It's not just the judges. It, it would require a change in the law of what you know bail is supposed to be yeah. for. So I mean, it's it's a you know the argument is fine but it's like it's not it's you're not going anywhere unless you, you can figure out a way to get legislators to change things up local crime story number two that would anger mayor sarno because he doesn't like the illegal dirt bike riding going on a 21 year old chickabee man arrested last weekend for doing that illegally riding his dirt bike he was wearing a court-ordered GPS ankle bracelet at the time. He's now behind bars while he awaits prosecution. Bail set there for $1,000 in district court for Marco Gonzalez Ortiz while he awaits prosecution on both the dirt bike-related charges and, oh, by the way, illegal firearms and heroin trafficking as does, well. Does this young man realize that when you're wearing one of those things on your ankle, they can find out where you're at? Mm-hmm. I guess not. Because you're supposed to be, but not mistaken, uh, in certain locations and not in others. Right. At certain times of the day. Seems to me, I think he just ignored the fact that he was wearing certain accessories. So so the illegal dirt bike racing, the illegal firearms charges, and the heroin trafficking, and again, his bail set at $1,000. Perhaps he'll be let out as well. Who knows? Do you uh, get those GPS bracelets, like a Pandora bracelet? Mm. Like you keep adding a different... You uh, add like a different charge to each one? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, I got breaking and entering. (laughs) This is auto Grand Theft Auto. I've uh, got another crime story for you guys here. and See, uh, I just got a larceny bead. I'm really happy about it. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is. Very attractive. A 34-year-old woman repeatedly raped by a Massachusetts couple at a hotel in DeWitt, New York. It's a horrible story. This is horrible. Uh, DeWitt, by the way, a suburb of Syracuse. Apparently, this 34-year-old woman was able to escape and seek refuge at the front desk receptionist, according to the court documents associated with this story. So the woman, and there are pictures of her on MassLive.com, she was... She's not the victim. She was one, yeah. She was a part of the couple that were exacting the, this, the, the violence. They would not show the, the right. face of the, of, the, of the victim. Correct. You're right. I'm sorry. The woman had been hit, beaten with a baton, and abused with sex toys in the hotel room, according to police court papers in front of the children yes this story is is bananas it's so sick it's it's just hard to imagine the red roof inn receptionist giving police a chilling statement describing what happened about 9 30 in the morning last tuesday it says the woman dressed only in a shirt ran to the front desk for help because she somehow escaped her captors inside the room the woman asked the receptionist to hide her and call 911. The woman at the front desk hid the crying woman in a nearby closet and then spoke with the 911 center in Onondaga County, which is, you know, centrally located in Syracuse. The woman told the receptionist, 
who had been working at the hotel near Carrier Circle, also a very prominent location in Syracuse. She'd been there for about a year and a half. She'd been raped and assaulted in room 207 by a man and a woman from Massachusetts. While, as Bax said, two young children were in the room. That should have been your mass hat. <clears throat> yeah. No, well, that's... That- they're, they haven't uh, reached, they're worse than a mass hat. Yeah, mass hat normally with a little bit of comedy to it. This, there's no way to find any comedy associated with this story. They were, uh, they were arrested in air? Is, is that where they're from? Air mass? Yes. Uh, Lemonster, I thought. Well, the, well, actually, the, the guy was from air. Okay. And um, it's possible that the woman, Tashiana Flannery, was from the other town you mentioned. Jesus. Uh, so it's Tashiana Flannery and Dustin Wilson, who are both arrested, charged with rape and other crimes, including, you know, having the children mm. present for this whole escapade. Um, Wilson and Flannery, the two criminals, repeatedly raped the woman and occasionally used sex devices to abuse and hurt her. <sighs> they forced her to perform oral sex on them as well. That's disgusting. That's gross. It's unclear, it says, how the woman ended up in their hotel room. Well, I mean, like she goes she was kidnapped. That, and point. that's what she said to the, uh, the yeah. when she got out of the room, that's what she said to the, uh, the woman at the front desk. I've been kidnapped. Yeah. 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 But how she how she came to be inside the room with them, it yeah. doesn't say. And it's not clear. She only said that she met the couple at the hotel and then all hell broke loose. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure all those details will come out in the trial. Yes. Um, let's cleanse the palate a little bit. This is a great story. Uh, a, a 12-year-old boy from Wilbraham named Ian Stratton was born without a left hand. And he was recently outfitted with a prosthetic arm through Shriners Children's Hospital. So 22 News did a story on this, and I'll have some of this and now hear this later on. But suffice it to say that they congratulated the young kid, and they had him scoop ice cream with the newly added prosthetic arm it it's a great story this kid is so happy to have the use of an arm now born without an arm now he has kind of something that looks like a superhero arm i don't know if you've seen the pictures of the video of this yeah it's pretty awesome yeah but you know i mean it's amazing how prosthetics have have uh, you've gotten so much more advanced than yeah back in the old days i mean i was watching a video of this of this woman she's a she's a runner um but you has prosthetic legs and and you know these things are solid i mean these things are not gonna i mean they're really just amazing what they're able to do just unbelievable Uh, young ian stratton the 12 year old with the quote hero arm says he feels unstoppable now just great just awesome just awesome love that story shriners hospital does uh you know again we were talking about them the other day and how they they give you medical care if you can't afford it especially if, you know I, that's obviously based around children um but that's uh, that's huge yeah. you know a lot of these kids can't afford a lot of families can't afford to pay for some mm-hmm. of this care that, that that they need and they're right here in springfield sure. not to be focused on, on the wrong thing but i'm going to do that anyway uh was he providing a, a a big scoop of ice cream or was he just you know like a little tiny one? <laughs> it looks like he's doing his job Bax. i think you would have been very happy with your scoop i would hope so because i tell you what yeah. i don't like going to ice cream place and then getting like an inadequate scoop. Yeah. Say, be, you know, when I say I want a big cone, I want a big freaking cone. Does it? Did it say where it was from? The ice cream? 
Um, hmm, looking here through this, and I think there was something in the report about that. I'm n- oh, friendlies, friendlies, friendlies. yes, friendlies. Yes. Oh. <laughs> what you saying? The friendlies ice cream could have really? done better. You think or what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Send them the crazy Jakes or Randalls. Well, uh, Rice's. Yeah, right, Rice's. Uh, that place in uh, Munson that's awful good, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, there maybe he can make a tour out of it and go scoop ice cream at all those places. I hope he's going to get paid for it. I think people would show up just to watch him scoop ice cream with his hero arm. Congrats to Ian Stratton, the 12-year-old from Wilbraham. And as long as we're talking about ice cream and foods from the Big E, a couple of women made fake bomb threats against Campbell's Soup. Two women in North Carolina charged with making multiple false bomb threats against the soup company. It's going to be cream of mushroom cloud by the time I'm done with you bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Campbell's has a factory in Maxton, North Carolina, and one of the women worked there. Campbell's saying the woman made threats while she was an employee. She's since been, as you would expect, terminated for something unrelated to that. The other woman who was charged never worked there. Nobody was hurt. But a rep for Campbell said that each time a bomb threat was called into the factory, all the soup and all the soup cans had to be thrown out, resulting in, quote, a substantial cost to the company. You know what I like every once in a while? Hmm. What? Chicken noodle, Campbell's chicken noodle soup directly out of the can. You know what? What? I've had that. It's not bad. It's not bad. A little saltier than uh, you might like, but you know what? It's... it's, uh, Much richer. Wait a minute. So how do you heat? Do you, or you don't heat it up. You don't heat it up. No. Oh, you don't heat it up. Oh. You pop it open and you yeah. start eating. It's already cooked. Yeah. You know, the thing is, it's probably a bunch of people saying, ooh, that's gross. Well, no. give it a try. Give it a try. So don't bad. knock it till you try it. Listen, there are some times mm-hmm. when you're so hungry where you just say, hey, you know what? I don't have the time to stand in front of a microwave for a full minute and a Listen, half. Uh, let's say you're worried about low blood pressure, right? Yes. You just take a couple of cans of these a day. Pop them down. You'll be blood pressure. Will be right back up to where it's supposed to be. You know, I'm uh, constantly in fear of low blood blood yes, pressure. Me that's, too. That's, that's why, why I, I try I to have eat. as much salt in my day and in my diet as I can take. It's actually uh, it's very good. Uh, I usually uh, I haven't had it in a very long time. Yeah. It's usually enjoyed best at about 2.30 in the morning after, like, six Jaeger bombs. Yes, mm. yes. Like, that's the best time to have or like a, a raw like a, can of soup. Or like a 12-pack, a Keystone Light. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you want to, you wanna, uh, uh, would you call it cleanse the palate? Yes. Is that what you say? You mm. cleanse your palate from that Jaegermeister? Mm. You put yourself a, a cold... <laughs> can of Campbell's chicken noodle oh, soup good stuff, right man. out of the can. Yeah. All right. Well, next time I'm on a Keystone or Jägermeister streak, I'll remember your tip. Although, you know, maybe I'll just bring in the soup and eat it in a can maybe next time we're doing the show. Maybe I'll just do that. I'll try it. I'll, All right. I'll, I'll give it a try. Good. So, just don't ask to take it in the can. That's the only thing we don't want. Yeah, you don't want that. I do like it in the can. As you know, I've said that many times. And I've said it isolated in audio so you guys could play it over and over again. And you've yet to take advantage of that. Well, because we're not jerks, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of offensive, yeah. really. I mean, which, what you do in your own time, that's really uh, that's really up to you. Yes, uh, how very understanding of you. 642 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next in the Mass Hat, a story about a woman who works in Easton and commutes from Providence, and something really bizarre happened to her during her commute. We'll get to it coming up in a few minutes on Rock 102. And the doors with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102. Hey, who's this? Hello. How are you doing? This is Carter. Hey, Carter. What's up? Hey, no much. I was just calling in uh, just to uh, 
talk about, um, I just heard you guys talk on the radio about cold soup. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cold soup. You know what's best cold? I swear by it. Um, like Chef Boy, no, not Chef Boy, the uh, SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs and the meatballs. You eat those cold, you don't even need to heat them up, man. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know what, though? Uh, when I was a kid, there was a can of SpaghettiOs that we had, and my dad opened it, and there was a worm inside. Oh. And then he uh, he took it and he threw it off the back deck, and we never had SpaghettiOs ever again. Oh, was really? Was it a living it was, worm? Or? Yes, it was moving. It Seriously? Was disgu- it was disgusting. How yeah. does it survive it in that environment? Well, it's uh, it was probably packed not too long before that. Uh, yeah, at yeah. least you knew it was fresh. It just happened to have a worm in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was eating good, though. Yeah, you know, the, the spaghetti, <laughs> cold SpaghettiOs are good, but I've always been like a, a bigger fan of those, those, uh, those raviolis. Yeah, you know, in the can. Yeah, but like the Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, man, man, yeah. that 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 guy could cook, huh? That mm. Chef Boyardee. Yeah, yeah, he could put it down. He could put it down. Total throwdown with that guy. <laughs> totally on board yeah. with you. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe the Big E should experiment with that with these new foods we're talking about. Have a, a cold soup out of the can kiosk or something like that. Yeah, that, that would uh, that would go over very very well. Speaking of uh, great food, tomorrow is the uh, is the wing thing. Oh, yeah. That's, the big uh, wing thing. That's uh, tomorrow at Forest Park, brought to you by the Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement Company and the Tommy Carr Auto Group. Uh, tickets, I believe, are still on sale at rock102.com. Uh, you're, uh, you get uh, all those wings. You get hors d'oeuvres, adult beverages, ice cream, yard games, and the James Paul Band. It's the wing thing tossed and sauced by Log Rolling, uh, log rolling Catering, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Tomorrow at the Barney Estate in Forest Park from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 651 with back Stephen Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Today's mass hat award goes to one Jose Osorio. So he was the guy inside the car with a woman from Rhode Island who was making her hour-long drive from Providence, where she lives, to her job in Easton, Mass. So while she's driving along listening to a podcast, she got to her company's parking lot. She realized she hadn't made the drive alone. For the past hour, there'd been a nearly naked man passed out in the back of her Chevy Tahoe. Okay. The 21-year-old, again, Jose Osorio, had a pair of shorts around a single leg and a shirt around one arm. (laughs) So that was how he was partially dressed, like one half of his body, but not the upper half or lower half. It was either the right half or the left half. He had ingested, according to police, a large amount of alcohol and pot before climbing into the SUV and falling asleep on the floor of the back seat. You know, I've always, uh, you know, not that I'm the most observant fella in the world, mm-hmm. but if there were like a naked dude in my car. Half naked, Bax, half naked. I'm, it doesn't even matter the amount of naked we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I would probably know he's there. Uh, you might not. If you drive something like a Tahoe, you know how big those damn things are? I know, I know. And if you're not really paying attention, you turn the radio on, the guy's sleeping in the back, how many times do you check the rear of your vehicle? Right. I agree. I don't. I don't. 
I suppose. I mean, it's just hard to imagine if the dude is uh, naked, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't see it. Well, now, if he's snoring while he's half naked too. But again, she's listening to a very interesting podcast while she's making her commute. So maybe she just didn't hear anything either. Did he wake up and take her by the hand, and then they made love in that Chevy Tahoe? <laughs> and that's all, all right, right with, with me. me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe she's not telling that part of the story. I don't know. Well. And as long as we're on Mass Hat Awards, we'll give out another one to Jelko Pajanovic. He gets one because he's the new lying down champion. Is that a competition? Yes, it is. He laid down for 60 straight hours. He said, it wasn't difficult. Believe me, I didn't even warm up, he said. Uh, is there a lot of training that's involved in something like that? He said he didn't warm up. He said he didn't need to train. Nine people entered the lying down competition, but seven of them lost by the first day. Because they got up. That meant it was down to Prjanovic and another guy named Vuk Koljensik, and they battled it out while lying down in the lying down competition that took place in Brezhna, Montenegro. That sounds like something you'd see like on ESPN2. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or yeah, ESPN3. Right? On top of the Mass Hat Award that we're giving him, the winner also received 350 bucks and a vacation experience. I could lie down for that for that kind of money. See? I'd lie down right now. It's yeah. It's not worth it. $350. Oh, I don't know. I mean, 60 hours of laying down? That's a lot. Yeah, 60 hours of you not being able to do anything. What's uh? What's 60? How much is that an hour? Well, I don't know, but I but I was going to lie down anyway. Might might as well, uh, you know, try to get a little something something out of it. Yeah. Well, maybe you should enter the competition next to your backs and yeah. head over to five. Five dollars an hour. <laughs> totally worth it. Not worth it at all. For doing nothing. I could lie down like right now and get nothing out of it like he says. What's different from any other day? Nothing, except no one's giving me $5 an hour. Hey, the Red Sox have been lying down all season. All right, I'm not going to listen to this. Ooh, look at that. Making fun of your Boston Red Sox. And so were the Yankees recently, Steve. Don't you start. They're still first place. (laughs) It's 6.55 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next in the 102-second sports, a great moment at the Little League World Series. We'll have audio straight ahead on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember nine days ago when we were sitting here lamenting the idea that perhaps it wasn't such a great idea to have the New England Patriots hold a bunch of joint practice sessions with the Carolina Panthers? And do you remember why? I believe it had something to do with the fact that both the Patriots and the Panthers kept fighting with each other. Two days in a row, players were ejected from the field, feelings were hurt, and of course, it resulted in the untimely interruption of costly practice time. And of course, the Patriots went on to spank the Panthers last week 20-10 to during their preseason tune-up. But that's hardly the point. Yesterday, a joint practice session was held between the LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. And guess what happened? Practice was interrupted by another fist and helmet swinging melee. The incident was sparked when an unidentified Rams defender got himself tied up with the Bengals right guard, Lael Collins. 
What sparked the dust-up is unclear. However, I have my suspicions that perhaps somebody involved was being a big jerk. The result of which caused players from both teams to get involved in a massive brawl, which led to several players, including Rams defensive ta- including a one defensive tackle, taking his helmet off and swinging it around like a potentially lethal weapon. And of course, both teams will meet up tomorrow to wrap up their preseason schedule. Folks, I don't mean to overstate the obvious here, but it would seem to me that perhaps holding joint practice sessions with other teams might not be the smartest thing to do. Perhaps, I may be going out on a limb here, joint practice sessions invite aggressively bad behavior between opposing players. Of course, I have no real evidence to back up that theory, but in light of what's happened over the last several weeks, I have chosen to use my inconsistent powers of deduction to surmise that if you had teams practicing in different places, like these kinds of situations might ever happen, like at all. But of course, that's just speculation, but it happens to be a very good speculation because it shouldn't take an idiot to figure this out, even if that idiot happens to be me. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. All the lawnmowers in the world are at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Well, the ones that are worth talking about anyway. Cross, uh, Craftsman, Toro, Ego. Rocky's is your outdoor power headquarters. You got an excellent bunch of choices and you'll find them at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 7-Eleven and Aerosmith. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Look out. We've got some maybe severe thunderstorms coming later in the afternoon, and maybe even some rain this morning as we look out the window. I don't think it's begun yet, at least not where we are, but we're going to have highs in the mid-80s today. Uh, I wasn't here yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. We didn't notice. I yeah. mean, yes, no, I yeah, know. Nobody yeah. noticed. I get it. <laughs> right. uh, because, because I was out late Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Well, what were you doing late Wednesday night? I went to see... Kid Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, That's now. what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was up in uh, up in Mansfield at the Xfinity Center, I believe. That's right. It used to be called Great Woods years ago. Long, long time ago. Long time ago. And uh, the Tweeter Center. Oh, for yeah, it was the Tweeter Center. It was a Tweeter Center. Man, I wish there was a Tweeter around here again. Did he do one? Of, did he do this song? He did. Uh, he did all of these. Really? All these ditties. He did. Uh, Bow, bow, it's bow, bow, how do you say it? Bow, daba, uh, bow, da, bow. Yeah. Did he do cowboy? Yep. He did all the. He did all the great stuff. He yeah. did uh, all summer long. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, uh, picture and only God knows why. Yeah. And, and all those uh, great tunes. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. So relaxing. What a relaxing <laughs> night you know, in here, Mansfield. Here's the thing. I didn't. I didn't go to a lot of concerts when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I di- I really didn't. I went when I was a teenager. I saw uh, Bad Company and uh, and Ted Nugent at the New York State Fair. How good was that? And then uh, you know, I I dated a girl when I was in my twenties who was really into like the Backstreet Boys and oh, stuff like that. Yes. So we went and saw Backstreet Boys and Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Really, I love a lover, Mister yeah. Boombastic, Mister Boombastic himself. Sure, right. Uh, but I never really, I uh, wasn't really a concert goer, mostly because uh, anytime I had a seat, it was way up two towns over from where the show was actually playing. Right. You know, like if I go see a show in Hartford, uh, I'm usually sitting in, 
Coventry. <laughs> Usually that's where where my seats go. And you'd think somebody yeah. who works in radio would have good seats. No, those, those days are long gone. They are long gone. So uh, this guy I know who uh, he has uh, he has some connections, right? Sure. And um, he got us these tickets for this Kid Rock show. These tickets are $500 a piece. Wow. So Face value. So That's you not even co- the resale value. You weren't in Coventry then. You were pretty close, right? We were very close. Yeah. And uh, we were, I believe, in the Mansfield Town Center at that point. <laughs> but they were, they were great seats. Yep. It, was, it was dead center. You're right near, like, the sound engineer. Mm-hmm. And um, so you got a perfect view of the stage. You could, tw- probably, you could probably smell Kid Rot's cigarettes and Valtrex yeah. all at the same time from well, that distance. Exactly. We're, we're row Z, which is 26 rows back. Now, go in there. I'm with, I'm with a cop, a firefighter, and a douchebag, right? And we're all driving. <laughs> Sounds like a joke. <laughs> which one were you? Uh, I, I, I'm the one telling the story. Oh, I so see. The douche- <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> No, a cop, a firefighter, and a douchebag, right? All right. Now, uh, the douchebag is the only one who's drinking. The rest of us, uh, you know, were, well, the cop and the firefighter, straight edge, straight edge dudes. Sure. They, don't, uh, they, don't, they don't play. Uh, clean, professional, you know, mm-hmm. th- that kind of thing. Uh, and and douchebag was the one who just got him the tickets, so that's why they're going to the show. <laughs> can, can I ask a question? Uh, the douchebag, yeah. is he hearing about the fact that he's a douchebag oh, right mean, now he, for the first time? This or? guy's known he's been a douchebag oh, for years. Okay. He's he a friend he, of Steve Nagels. He's probably heard he's been called a douchebag every single day they've been friends. This isn't surprising news, gotcha. but, uh, okay. you know, we, we take this ride, uh, you know, out to Mansfield and... Uh, we stop at this restaurant, this Mexican restaurant, this Acapulco restaurant, okay. yeah. uh, which was really, really good. I believe it was called Acapulco's. Mexican restaurant. Um, delicious. Delicious food. Sure. Uh, chimichangas. Oh, things terrific. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, douchebags down in margaritas like uh, like he's never had one in his life and, and will never have one again. How deep he go? Uh, three. three. We had three. Three's a, that's yeah. a good start. Three is a good start. Mm-hmm. Pre-game show, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, uh, now I, uh, I, uh, I popped, a, I popped an edible before we we got there. Right before we got there. Sure. And as we're walking to the thing, we we get to the front of the line, and of course they want to check your pockets and everything to make sure you're not bringing any contraband into mm-hmm. the show. Sure. And um, as we're walking into this one section, you can hear this lady going, "Make sure you take everything out of your pockets," you know, because. As you get up to the next section, that's where the metal detectors are. Well, I'm uh, I'm kind of feeling the effects of the edible mm-hmm. a little bit. So yeah. when somebody gives me an instruction like that, I get really nervous, and I took everything out of my pockets and I'm holding them in my hands for this long walk all the way up to this metal detector. Like I could have just waited until I got to the thing. Well, how much stuff did you have in your hands? Well, in I, your I, had my, I had my wallet. Okay. Uh, I had uh, keys, maybe. Uh, I didn't have my keys. I didn't bring my keys with me, but I had. Uh, but I had uh, water. I had. You know, it was like you know stuff that you would normally take with you. Tamagotchi. Yes, Tamagotchi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in case you get bored during the show. Well, yeah, I, 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 I play Candy Crush uh, for most of it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm like holding it out. I'm like, mm-hmm. and and this guy that's that's with it. After we even get through the security line, I'm still mm-hmm. holding this thing. And this this firefighter guy was like, you know, we, he kind of became my. Uh, my handler, if you will, like, like a right? chaperone. Yeah. He's like yeah, handling me through the crowd, yeah. and uh, he's like, 
why are you still holding your stuff in your hands? And I'm like, because she told me to take it all out and show everybody. I don't know. And no, there was no there was no counteraction to that. Yeah. But but even getting to the venue, I've never been to I've never been to to Mansfield before mm-hmm. to that venue. It was a really nice venue. Yeah, it's real nice. I don't. I wouldn't want to live there though. You know, because you you know we were talking off the air. You said it's right off of four ninety five. Yeah, I mean, I I, I grew up in that neighbor in that but, area. But we but we ate dinner beforehand, so we took the back roads to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even the back roads through these neighborhoods, like I wouldn't want to live on a street like that where you got thousands of people driving in every weekend it, or every used during to, the week it used to be slightly more residential when that yeah. place first opened up yeah but a lot of those places have been replaced by businesses and golf parking courses lots. And parking lots yeah. exactly uh so we're driving through and of course the cop we're with he's like he's a good cop like he doesn't have any like, oh like, those are the worst yeah he doesn't have any like moral <laughs> convictions like he doesn't want to do anything like hood ready and i'm like it, it, and we're telling them, you know, there's these cops blocking the roads. You know, you keep, they don't want you driving through some of those neighborhoods. Cop blocks. And I said, uh, and douchebag says, hey, uh, you know, uh, pull out the badge. You know, flash the badge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, you're not doing that. It's the reason you're here. Wait a minute. Thousands of my tax dollars went to pay salaries of how many police officers throughout my entire life, and finally, you sit in a car with one, one who's driving. By the way, we should be breaking the speed limit. We didn't do that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's my return? Where's my, you know, I pay uh, yeah. all this money. You you have a great career. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you let's use that get-out-of-jail-free card Tonight. I mean, that's the only reason probably why the cop was invited in the first place. Yeah. In case it was a yeah. traffic problem, he could flash his badge and that's get right, right in. That's right, damn it. No, 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 no. Wield no. a little power for crying out These loud. These cops in there. Oh, I gotta be. I <laughs> I have to follow the rules. There's nothing more aggravating than a cop with a moral code. Yeah. You know, you you know, know? what I'm saying? So uh, I, th- I think he's joking, folks. So no, we, I'm we, not. We finally get into uh, the, the, the actual the, the show in the venue. The nice thing about having tickets, like in seats, is that you don't have to hang out with anybody up in the up in the grass on the, on the lawn. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because there is a there is a difference in the type of crowd that hangs out. Sure, you know, for the paid ticket, you know, the the higher price tickets versus especially I, at a Kid I, Rock show. I felt like an elite. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> congrats. So we uh, we sit down at this thing, and Foreigner is playing. Yeah. Well, the foreigner cover band, if you will, was yeah, playing. The, the people hired by but, the actual band to play in their place. But you know what? For all you know, uh, all things considered, being the fact that it's really kind of just the name that you're watching, they do a pretty good job. I bet. Uh, and, and and you realize like how many hits they had. Lots, like, lots of hits, and you more, know more hits than Kid Rock. Way more hits than Kid Rock, and uh, it was it. it from the position I was sitting in to the sound, like you're in the perfect spot for the sound. Now, granted, your eardrums are still going to get blown out no matter what. That's why you don't pay 500 bucks for those but, tickets. But, man, with an edible? <laughs> it was like cruise control, man. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, like, <laughs> like uh, I, I think I, that was the time I texted you, Bax, and I said, uh, you know what? I know I said I was going to come in, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it tomorrow. Because yeah. I was just like 
caught in the zone, man. No, I get it. Were you still holding your stuff in your hand at that point? I or? still was holding my wallet. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like, you can put that away now. Uh, so, so we watched the, the Foreigner show. Yeah, and then uh, and then Kid Rock came out, which was uh, it was awesome, man. I, like I grew up listening to him. That was like he was like the big uh, the big star back sure. in the nineties. Um, that uh, we all used to sit around the dorm room and uh, sure drink Keystones too, and yeah. wish we were rednecks somewhere out in Kansas. Now you yeah. said he did that one hit of his that he normally would do as a duet with Cheryl Crow, right? Yeah, he what, had, what, did. He, he have a nice female singer to help him yeah, out. Yeah, he, he had. Uh, let me tell you something about you know he puts on a great show. He really puts on. Mm-hmm. He's got all I these bet. guests with him that sing with him. I there was. I can't remember some of the names of well, these these folks, but they, they I were, get it. but yeah. they were, but what it wouldn't even be that because yeah. I wouldn't even know who they were right. outside of that. Sure, but he brings a lot of talented people with him, you know, to to, to sing with him and whatnot, and then uh, and then he does like he shows off his chops, what he's got on all the different instruments and and whatnot, and he even did the DJ thing, you know, what he started out doing was the club DJ, mm-hmm. sure, and he was doing that great show. I got to say, though, uh, like, I get it that he's like, you know, this figure for, uh, you know, certain political uh, views. Sure. I just don't think it belongs in a concert. Did he I spout just, some of that stuff off during it, the show? It was like, yeah. you know, so all of a sudden, you know, uh, Don, uh, Donald Trump comes over a video and starts delivering a message. And then it's like pictures of Pelosi and... and uh, was uh and Joe Biden and like all this stuff and it's just like if I was at a Neil Young concert and Neil Young started spouting off that stuff I'd be pretty pissed off too especially if I paid money to go see something like that because sure I'm there to see your music and what you're talking about is either political stance being and I right and it doesn't right? I don't it doesn't, hit, it doesn't matter right, right. It doesn't matter yeah. yeah either way that's what I said yeah. if I went to a Neil Young concert and he started spouting I'd be upset that I spent this money and then I'm hearing this I want to hear old man old man was it a yeah. was it a bipartisan crowd or in other words did was there were there some boos emanating from the crowd when he made his political or could no you not? no I mean he's obviously a very you know outspoken person for for Trump and yeah. for for all that stuff. That's fine. Yeah. I, do, I don't care. And so the crowd I, is all pro. They, of course they are. Uh, okay. yeah. And, well, and it's a, it's a it's a but you know they also had foreigner there to draw people because <laughs> yeah. again you you've alienated yourself by sure. doing yeah, that. Well that's as close as a Trump supporter is ever going to get to a foreigner. I can tell you that right ah. now. Oh hey, look at you. You know the thing <laughs> that that uh, it pisses, I I'm with yeah. you on that one. I don't you know if yeah. if I like your music I'm there for your music. I'm not there and, for and that's you. Where you have to separate the art from the artist. Like, because like many many years yeah. ago, I was at, uh, at at Summerfest in, Mil- in Milwaukee. It's a, you know it's a huge you know ten day music festival, and Jackson Brown was a headliner. Not a head. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was he was he was a headliner that one day, and we were introducing uh, you know him and the band. And what Jackson Brown would do is the same kind of thing. Is that he would he'd wait like the second half yeah. of the show. For every three-minute song he would do, he would give you five minutes of some sort of, yeah. you nope. know, political, uh, you know, you know, speech. It's like, at one point, I'm like, I don't want to hear this. No nukes, I'm man. Not, I'm no not, nukes. I'm not well, for this. Yeah. I mean, at, at least it wasn't the entire show, and it was a, it was, a, it was probably about thirty-five minutes of this stuff, uh, you know, going on with the. You know, freedom and, and all this stuff, and it, you know, I I find it a little ironic that 
somebody is complaining about being a victim when they're charging $500 for a ticket to see their <laughs> show. Like, you can, I don't know. I really, I'm not understanding that part. But all in all, I just don't, I'd rather just enjoy the music. Sure. And, and it was a great show. He's a yeah. great showman. He puts on a good show. Mm-hmm. And so did Foreigner, too. Until I mean, he opens his mouth and starts spewing off his his, uh, his poison. Yes. And then, uh, you know, they gave out free do-rags. Uh, so you... <laughs> They did to not. soak up the tears when we did the Mar-a-Lago search vigil. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven twenty-five with back Steve and Dave on Rock One Hundred Two. Wings, Rock One Hundred Two. You have some rain later on. Maybe some of it's severe. Hey, I got a new watch. Um, I ordered it online. It arrived yesterday. Nice watch. You know, fairly inexpensive. It's a. It's a. You know, it's a nice dress watch. It's a bullo- swatch. It's a bullova. It's not a swatch. Um, <laughs> I used to have one of those. But uh, it didn't fit. You know, I ordered it, you know, as is, because I wasn't sure. I don't even know what my wrist size is. I don't know if you guys know. I, I don't know what my wrist So I just ordered the watch, and it comes. It's way too big. Mm-hmm. So I took it into a jeweler to have it resized, you know, so they could take out a few of the links mm-hmm. and make it fit, which they did. Very nice. Yeah. How much would you pay to have them take out the links? 100 bucks. In a watch. $100. Really? You, would you pay that much? It's a jeweler. You're yeah. paying for a service to be done by a professional. I say 50. I've had I'm only saying that because I don't want to go over the uh, over the estimated retail value. Actual so retail the, price so is? I go to this okay, it's okay showdown. I yeah. paid I paid 20. And 20 bucks. And and gladly you, and gladly I paid it. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But it's funny because you I must had have a, went to a cheap jeweler. I had I had a, a well, plus they're working hard and I'm not sure how much money they're making. I'm like, oh, 20 bucks. Okay, here you here went you go. to a mall jeweler, didn't I you? I did not. Oh. I did not. <laughs> you know, I, I got I got a, an Apple Watch and uh you know the one the one that saved my life in uh, December. Mm-hmm. Uh and I wanted to get a new band. I got like a a metal you know band on it. Yeah. It looked really cool. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a almost like a, a I don't know, like a like a gun colored, uh, you know, uh, thing. A and gun it, colored, like, like, a, gu- like, a, gu- like a gun, like a gun metal. Oh, a metallic yeah. Uh, yeah. look yeah. to it. Yeah. Anyway, um, same thing. It's metal, and it was too big, mm-hmm. and I had to, you know, figure out a way to uh, remove a couple of the links, and it had instructions and had a special tool to it. And uh, yeah, I've tried to do that at home. Yeah, it's- and and <laughs> what I wind up doing in, in an effort to, to save myself. The money of going to a jeweler and doing it is I wound up breaking it and ruining it, and it's like, well, that's the end of that. <laughs> nice going. So I didn't, uh, I didn't replace it. Just literally threw it in the trash. I, I, I got an older watch readjusted recently at a mall place, but it was like a big store, like and I don't remember it was Macy's or J.C. Penney or something like that. I don't know. They did it for free at the jewelry, jewelry counter. They they took out the links for free. Mm-hmm. So you have to I, buy anything? No. Wow. They offered. They said, yeah. well, I said, how much? They said, no, no. That, Compliment, and I think they used to do that at jewelry stores. Yeah, they're not doing that now. Nope. Now they'll now they'll shake it down. Yep. Like the Mister, like the dude that just charged you twenty bucks. Right. So yeah, I would pay a hundred for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, and and here I am ruining a wrist. Uh, well, I mean, even even if it paid two hundred for the watch, you'd still pay a hundred half the price to have it resized. Well, the band is almost okay. the most important part. You got to remember here. I don't wear watches. Right. I noticed. So I'm just guessing what I would pay if I was right. really into watches yeah. that much. But I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I'm just thinking about how much services cost. You pay a mechanic over a hundred bucks an hour to work on your car because you want it done right. Right. It's true. And by the way, uh, at the top where the twelve would be, I got no numbers anywhere on there, and I like it that way. I like you know trying to guess what the time is. 
Um, but at the top where a 12 would be, it's the Bulova um, insignia, the logo. I had yeah. to look up what it is. I, I kind of like the digital readout of my uh, my Apple Watch because I kind of like that information force-fed to me because mm. I don't want to have to make <laughs> guesswork. Decisions. Of, uh, I'm, I'm bad you enough know, for the time as it is. My yeah. dad was famous for if you asked him what time it was, like if you're out in public, yep. uh-huh. he'd, he'd bend down and he'd put his finger on the ground and he'd tell you what time it was and he'd be within like 15 minutes. No kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably because he kind of knew what time it was, <laughs> but he was like pretending like he was like Mr. Sundial uh-huh. for some reason. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. The Free Music Friday concert series returns to MGM Springfield tonight. Local bands have been playing on the MGM Plaza in Springfield South End every Friday night from 7.30 to 9. Great local bands, too, like Aquanet and Max Creek, Back in Black, Unforgettable Fire, and more. To check out the full lineup, go to mgmspringfield.com slash entertainment. Local brewer White Lion Brewing will be down there, and local food trucks as well, like Holyoke Hummus, Hot Oven Cookies, North Elm Butcher Block, La Mesa, and Sun Kim Bob. Tonight, it's Trailer Trash. Go see them live under the stars, only at MGM Springfield, your entertainment destination. It occurred to me the other day as my preteen was taking another 45... We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So you remember earlier this week, Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno had expressed his displeasure with the rampant recidivism of repeat offenders being let back out on the street, committing crimes again. He was speaking in particular about the arrest of the 51-year-old guy, John Larder, who had like 100 previous arrests. And Mayor Sarno didn't like the fact that, you know, these criminals are let back out. Well, that guy was let back out. That guy, John Larder, posting a $500 bail Wednesday, and he's back out on the streets now. Probably Mayor Sarno not happy about it. The only repeats I want to see are repeats of Alf. (laughs) (laughs) Max Wright, who played Willie Tanner, was the best actor to ever live. That was a good show. And uh, and Shadeen was uh, lovely as well. She played his wife, Kate. Hard to argue with that. You know, Matt, what's his name? Max what? Max Wright. He kind of had like a kind of like voice like like he sounded like our late owner of the radio company, Ed Christian, who was a beloved figure in broadcasting, by the way, passed away earlier this week. They they sounded similar to me. Oh, look at look at it, you slipping that open in there. there look at that. Again, you gotta gotta get that lip balm on there so he glides right <laughs> off. You never um, know. You never know. Yeah, if Max ain't right, I don't want to be wrong. Oh, hey, I like what you're doing yeah, there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was better. I than thought uh, Anne Shadeen was pretty good looking back in the day. I don't remember her on that. She show. was Kate. She was the wife. Huh? What she do? Was she in anything after Alf? Uh, not that I know of. I mean that that's that's quite a resume right there. If you've done Alf and then nothing. I mean, that's either impressive or really sad. Well, I mean, you know, she's got her own Wikipedia page. She's done. She did plenty of things early. Uh, some of her, she had lots of. Uh, let's see here. The her filmography included uh, uh, Champions, a love story, Embryo from nineteen seventy six. Embryo, I remember that one. Slow Burn, that was a good one. A good uh, made for TV film. Hmm. I don't remember any of them. Ooh, uh, Embryo. Uh, a scientist, Rock Hudson, doing experiments <laughs> on a human fetus, discovers a method to accelerate the fetus into a mature adult in just a few days. And uh, Shadeen was in uh, Ironside, The Six Million Dollar Man, oh. McLeod, okay. Emergency. All yeah. right. She was in, uh, let's see, what else here? Beretta. Those are credible credits. She also was on five episodes of Three's Company. Mm. She was in the uh, in that episode where uh, where Janet and Chrissy 
mishear, misunderstand something, and uh, something probably Jack said with the Ropers, and the next thing you know, all kinds of confusion ensues. There was an episode like that, really? Yes, it was called Every Episode. <laughs> hey, look, you can but get they this... they all went to the Regal Beagle afterwards with Larry, and everything was good. Right. You can get this uh, this whole embryo movie uh, on YouTube absolutely free. <laughs> wow. And, and was this uh, pre-out for Rock Hudson or post-out? 1976. I don't know what uh, when he came out. No, oh, that's well before. Yeah, well before that. Yeah, I remember when he was with uh, Susan St. James in um, McMillan and Wife. That was a good show. Loved that series. We got other crime news to talk about in Springfield. Probably will make Mayor Sarno upset as well if he's listening in right now. The 21 year old Chickabee man arrested last weekend for illegal dirt bike riding while he was wearing a court ordered GPS ankle bracelet. He's still behind bars awaiting prosecution. Bail set at $1,000. So he hasn't been let out. But Marco Gonzalez Ortiz does await prosecution for both the dirt bike-related charges and also for previous charges involving illegal firearms and heroin trafficking. Not going to let him catch, you know. Not going to let him catch the dirt bike riding. You see what he just did there? Yeah, I noticed that. Did Kid Rock do... Did he do a cover of that Almond Brothers classic? Did he cover that Almond Brothers classic? No, he didn't cover that. Damn it. That would be a good one for Kid Rock. It would have been a good one. Listen, isn't it bad enough he butchered a Skinner song? And, and a Warren Zevon song at the same time, right? Right, sure. You tell I mean, me. That's, what that's a, impressive. What a, what a when, talent. When you can do that, right? The only reason I don't like that all summer long song is I knew this woman who uh, would get really, really drunk. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> tell me she, more. she was going to visit Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he, uh, he says... Uh, one of the lines in the song, it was summertime in northern Michigan. Sure. Well, anytime this woman was drinking and heard this song, she'd be like, F yeah, Michigan! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, see? Yeah. All the good reasons. Good times. Yeah, but who doesn't love that? A couple of women were hit by a car yesterday morning while in a crosswalk on Wilbraham Road right across from AIC. It's the same place where an American International College employee was killed last year. So it's a very sensitive topic. The crash took place right before 7 a.m. yesterday, one day before students starting to move in today for the fall semester at AIC. Since it happened on that same crosswalk I mentioned where the woman was hit and killed last summer, neighbors are calling for changes. Two women were crossing the street in that crosswalk when they were hit by a car. Very dangerous intersection. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, that's true. You almost start to think that maybe that's a bad neighborhood. Maybe. And if you're looking for a new place to hang out amid the craziness of the Big E, may we suggest, or may the Big E suggest, the front porch. It's their new place to be chill, it says, and to hang out and catch a break from walking around and riding the rides. The front porch is a new district or neighborhood right inside Gate 5 at the fair. People can relax there and shop and enjoy some food offerings as well. And there'll be entertainment there at the front porch as well. 
It's like a front porch, uh, like a welcoming front porch, or what we were talking about the other day, where people are just getting blasted on Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah, and it's like one of these beam nips. And like one of these front, them out to the crowd. Like one of these front porches. It's got like a couch on it and uh, and like a refrigerator. I don't know about couches or refrigerators, but they've got Adirondack chairs there. Well, that's comfortable. But I'm talking about like the kind of porch you would see, say, like in like northern New Hampshire mm. or uh, in certain parts of Maine. Well, you'd see Adirondack chairs in those spots. Yes, but you'd also see plenty of you know, uh, porches with uh, with with beat up sofas and and fridges. Does it have a sign on there that says, "In our family, we don't hide crazy. We put it on port on the porch and give it a cocktail." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love home goods. Uh, by the way, it's Target. By the way. Uh, the front porch will include some foods, as I mentioned there, from places like The Place to Be and the Soulfully Vegan Restaurant as well. Advice from the porch. Enjoy every season. Hear the birds sing. Take in the view. Listen to the rainy days. <sighs> Welcome to the porch where wasting time is considered time well wasted. <laughs> <laughs> They're all good signs you can display in your kitchen. Get me to the nearest footsie wootsie. It's 743 (laughs) with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next and now hear this. You you guys are going to love this stuff. There's a Detroit man making headlines for something really dumb that he has done. And also Snoop Dogg has launched a new kids channel. We'll get to that and some local sound as well. And now hear this straight ahead on Rock 102. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, Leah... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 748 and Sabbath. We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, today uh, rainy this afternoon with a high of 86 tomorrow. And Sunday, sunny and a high of 83. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Uh, Don't forget the daily podcast is going to be posted after uh, 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, You'll find that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, as well as rock102.com. Backseat's musical podcast. My guest this week has been Jeff Plate, the drummer for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Also played with Sabotage and Metal Church and has got a brand new band called All Terrain with their album Mother's Day. Pretty interesting uh, uh, conversation. Also, next week, I'm going to be talking to Thomas Walsh from the band Pugwash. Now, that band may not mean a whole hell of a lot to you, but this is a guy who uh, some of his biggest fans include Brian Wilson, Ray Davies of the Kinks, uh, Jeff Lynn from ELO, and it's been told, and, and one of the quotes about him is that uh, Pugwash at their best are almost Beatle-like in their greatness. They are that good. Wow. I've talked to him before. The dude is fabulous, and he'll be uh, my guest on Monday on rock102.com. It's 750. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from 22 News. Did the story earlier about the 12-year-old boy from Wilbraham who was born without a limb on the left side, specifically a left hand, and so he was outfitted recently with a prosthetic limb through Shriners Hospital, and thanks to that hospital and thanks to Friendly's, he got to do one of the things he's always wanted to do, was scoop some nightly ice cream with his hero arm prosthetic. Here's Ian Stratton. I would not mind working here. You know, like, being surrounded by ice cream makes me happy. There we go. Oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> I love it. I can just, I can adjust the thumb. 
I feel unstoppable. Ian Stratton, the 12-year-old boy from Wilbraham, displaying his hero prosthetic arm. That's pretty awesome. And uh, unfortunately, though, uh, he got that arm faster than he got the ice cream at Friendly's. Don't know if that's true, Steve. Yeah, no, it's it's probably, by the time probably get, true. I'm sorry. We turned this into a fribble for you. Mm. Uh, that's 22 News with that story. We also have 22 News and Western Mass News, both of them reporting on a local group rallying at Forest Park last night, all about the Walker Grandstand baseball field. Now, I was there about the same time this was going on because I ride my bike through Forest Park a lot. Did you grab a protest sign? I didn't. I, I saw it going on. And I love that baseball field. And sometimes I see youth teams playing ball games on that field. It's got a real old-fashioned grandstand to it's it. It's got that old, like, Cooperstown, uh, yes. whatever that – what's the name of that field at Cooperstown, at the Hall of Fame there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, Leg- I, Legends Field, maybe, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but it had a name to – anyway, but it reminded me of that. You're Like, you're right, that old-timey uh, right. baseball field. So here was one of the guys – organizing the rally to bring this baseball field back to prominence. Here's the clip, and I believe this is from Western Mass News. Well, here on this field when I was a 10-year-old kid, and one day about three, four months ago, I'm walking on the baseball field, and I noticed the condition is in. It just hasn't been maintained for years. It was apparent because there's ruts in the infield. There's a girdle around the outfield and the infield. It's unsafe for kids to play in. The mound hasn't been touched in 20 years, if that. That's a clip from Western Mass News. Mm. And that rally organizer, Mark Frodema, or, according to 22 News, Mark Froderma. I wish I knew which name was correct because the two news outlets spelling it differently with yeah. their presentations. Well, he's Mark. <laughs> Some dude named Mark. Mark. F. Yeah. And I hope they do, re, re, you know, redo the whole field. I guess there was a check for $1,000 that was presented to help bring the field back to normal working conditions. I hope nobody grabbed that check. Uh, <laughs> Forest Park. <laughs> Clip number three. A Detroit man making headlines after he implanted two chips in his body that act like digital keys. Here's Brandon DeLaley talking about all the stuff he can do now that he has a digital hand. I've always been a tech enthusiast, and I always try to be on the cutting edge of technology. I'm able to open up the front and back door to my house. I can walk up to people and have them tap their phone to my hand and instantly transfer my contact information, my portfolio. So I thought, how cool would it be if I could leave my house, no car key, no house key. It's a perfect backup, something you can never forget, something that doesn't break, something that won't fail you. Yeah, pretty cool until somebody steals his bank account just by tapping his hand. All right, chopping his finger off. Right? <laughs> I mean, what could possibly go wrong? How did, well, I, my, my question is, how did he insert it inside himself? Maybe he has a doctor friend. Maybe he just jammed it in. I don't know. That's what, I would, that's I mean, what I'd be asking. Right? Uh, one of the digital keys is for his house, and the other is for his Tesla. Okay. And clip number four. The one you've been waiting for, Snoop Dogg, launching a YouTube channel for kids. It's called Doggy Land. Doggy Land, yeah! Wow, wow, wow. Good morning, pups. It's time to roll. Let's find a seat. High five, come on. We got blocks of light. Yap, yap, and wags all aboard the bus. Let's head to class. Wheels on the bus go round and round. 
Here's Snoop Dogg's new intro for Doggy Land. It's aimed at toddlers up to eight-year-olds. That's cool. I don't know. I, I uh, you know, remember the old days when uh, you know he was on trial for uh, killing somebody in a vehicular <laughs> homicide and all the yeah. all the drug yeah. things. And remember all, remember I, the good old days when that's yeah. what Snoop was all about. And now he's talking to kids. Now he's a, a national treasure. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but I. He's don't a know. national treasure. Okay. You think? I got a pocket full of rubber duckies, and my friends do too. <laughs> Kid Rock will be next to have a kids channel, right? Yeah. Yeah, why not? 7.55 with back Steve and Dave. The 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. It's 8.10 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. So there's some maybe severe thunderstorms coming in later this afternoon. We'll have highs in the mid-80s today and nice weather for tomorrow and Sunday. I'm just looking at uh, Mass Live here, all the different stories they got. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ice cream with the mayor returns to Chicopee. They got all these kids, you know, hanging out with the mayor view and, you know, eating ice cream. Mm-hmm. Is but, the mayor paying? Uh, yeah, I'm sure the ice cream was free, I think. Well, plus, I don't know. I'm just we, guessing. We need to have the kid with the hero arm come in and scoop yeah. the ice cream. Uh, for the adults, there was martinis with Lynn Clark. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that can only end in a bad way. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I get. Depends on your perspective. Um, and then, uh, and then I'm looking at this, uh, there was a stabbing in Northampton yesterday. Did you guys talk about that? No. There was a stabbing in, uh, in Northampton and, uh, by, by Jesus Baez, which I believe is Joan Baez's, uh, grandson. You're making that up. I am making that up. Uh, I was going to say. What? It sounded believable. Yeah, I mean, it's always possible, but uh, I always thought, uh, you know, Joan was more peaceful than that. It's uh, 18-year-old Jesus Baez accused of stabbing two men during a brawl outside of Northampton's Meadowbrook Apartments. How many roads must a man walk down? <laughs> Only one to stab a guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, beware of a new Ponzi scheme involving 60,000 sneakers. They're known as Zada Kicks. Or Zada Kicks, Z-A-D-E-H. Mm-hmm. The owner is charged with fraud and money laundering. Now, this Ponzi fellow, that's the guy that uh, that was a character played by Anson Williams on Happy Days, correct? That's Potsy, uh, I think. Potsy? I think you're mixing uh, Fonzie and Potsy. Maybe that's what it is. Ponzi. I see. You're right. Hey! Hmm. Give me your money. Anyway, what was going on with the sneakers? Well, apparently, along with the Zada Kicks... There are Adidas, Nikes, and Yeezys, too, all part of the alleged Ponzi scheme. Almost one month after federal prosecutors accused this guy of orchestrating his multi-million dollar Ponzi scheme involving coveted sneakers, a court-appointed receiver is looking to unload a trove of statusy shoes squirreled away in his warehouse. So you might get some deals on these things now that the Ponzi scheme has been busted, some of these sneakers are going to be going on sale. You might get some deals. You sure they're not going to be used as uh, evidence and put in a locker somewhere well, and never s- be seen again? You need some of them. You don't need all of them once you've got a count. Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands of sneakers that were part of the Ponzi scheme. Hey, you know what I was reading? Mm. I find this kind of hard to imagine, but yeah, yeah I was reading about uh, when like Mega Millions got up to like $1.3 billion. Yeah. And there was like one guy in Illinois that winds up being the winner. That dude or lady, whatever it may be, not to attach a gender to a winner, but uh, that prize has still not yet been claimed after a month. Mm-hmm. How long do they have? A year? They have a year to claim it. Now, I understand this happens quite a lot, Yeah. but I also know 
that uh, whenever I play the big ones, you know, the Powerball, the the mega, the mega millions, if if on the news it says, yo, there was a winner in Colorado, mm-hmm. I don't even check my numbers. I mean, I may have won a hundred thousand, I don't even check. Right. You imagine this guy; he buys his ticket in the next town over, and uh, just you know, hears about it on the news. Oh, this is the Cal of Illinois. I don't even live there. I live in yeah. the next town over. And he's probably just sitting there, not even realizing he's won. He's probably you know sitting on his couch in his underpants and yeah, eating you know, just corn chips eating, and uh, feeding n- baloney to the Smurfs. Has no yeah. idea the guy's <laughs> sitting on like one point three four billion dollars, and he's just sitting there thinking, "Well, my life sucks." Yeah, like, oh no man, one. I wish something would change for me soon. You're <laughs> sitting. There's one point three billion dollars below your ass. I, f- I feel like nothing's going on in my life. I never get any good news. And that- He's sitting on. He probably probably even thrown the ticket out already. Mm. I didn't even realize the Smurfs ate baloney. Going back to your original statement, well, I, think, <laughs> well, I think you gotta kind of put it in your head. And yeah. Theater of the mind. Dave. Okay, yeah. the mind. thank you. I'll yep. get to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. When, when when there's a jackpot like that, do mm-hmm. you? Do you check your numbers? Because I, if I check my numbers anyway, because there's always the chance that you could win the million dollars if you have five numbers. I believe it's five without the Powerball, you yeah. win a million bucks. I always check that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one time uh, my late wife and I won um, mass cash. We bought a mass cash quick pick. Now, if you get all five numbers, the top prize is a hundred thousand dollars. That's a good prize. If you get four out of five numbers, what do you think the prize would be? $50,000? $250. Oh, that sucks, yeah. dude. That Which, sucks. Uh, that's a discrepancy in prize gap. You know what I mean? I like agree. If you, uh, let's say you're in, a, like you're in a golf tournament, right? Yeah. Top prize, $5,000, right? Winner gets, well, the winner gets $5,000. Second place is usually three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Third place, a thousand dollars. That's uh, proportionate to yeah. a prize level. But you, you know how that 100 is. hundred grand down to two hundred and fifty dollars. That's a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? It's yeah. like if you at a golf tournament, the, the, the top prize winner wins five hundred bucks, and second place gets like friendlies coupons. It's like, yeah. oh Jesus, really? That's the best. That's the best I can get, yeah, even though I'm I one know. stroke behind the winner. Here's a coupon for a fishamajig. <laughs> you'll be waiting six years for it, but you'll get it eventually. By the way, it expires in three days. By the way, you can get a prosthetic arm faster than you can get a Sunday. <laughs> and I have a question. Is the Mass Cash winner always for Mass? I doesn't always have to be. <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I mean, I would just, uh, you know, I would just think that uh, if the Mega Millions jackpot of a billion dollars or more is staring you in the face, yeah. and you haven't claimed it, yeah. If it were me, my first instinct would be to let's claim this today to make mm-hmm. sure there's no uh, there's no mistaking. You think that I got well, it? I mean, you know, you always have to. You know, they tell you uh, when you win, you're not really supposed to. You know, Mavis Wanzik was like, I'm going right to the office. Like, she t- <laughs> she had that ticket. Mm-hmm. She, she, you know, they, I think they had her on surveillance outside of Mercy Hospital where she worked. Yep. Checking the ticket, talking to the guy, going, I think I just won this damn thing. And then by the <laughs> next morning, she was well on her way to Boston before they even opened the door at the lottery office oh, yeah. to get that money. A lot of people don't do that. They tell you not to do that because 
of fraud and 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 all different kinds of things and the, the uh, obviously the unwanted attention that mm-hmm. you're now getting and uh, oh I'm sure Mavis you know, has enjoyed all of this publicity but many lottery winners and you know I remember this going back mm, quite a few years ago where I think it was somebody in Connecticut won a large prize that was you know hundreds of millions of dollars. And it was the first time I ever heard that it was put into a. Tr- it was claimed by a lawyer who had then put it into a mm. trust fund, and you would never find out who the person was. That's the way to do it, really. It is the way to do it, but uh, but you know that's probably what's going on here because I can't imagine when a prize that high, you'd say I'm not going to check my ticket. Mm-hmm. I I checked all those numbers, right? Well, even even, and I didn't win anything. Yeah. I didn't even win four dollars back. <laughs> I don't win anything because yeah. I I just don't play ever. Yeah. Well, you can't ever. win if you don't. Yeah, play. I know you got to play. You don't. I mean, you listen, d- it turns out you don't have to give your money away. I know, but it's like a you know I I I I, I put twenty bucks in. I'm thinking, okay, listen, I'm going to give myself plenty of chances. Bye bye. But uh, you know, one of the numbers came out. I did look at them, and uh, I knew <laughs> I won nothing. <laughs> but typically speaking, uh, if it's been less than a billion dollars, I. I sometimes will say, ah, to hell with it. I'm not even going to bother oh, yeah, to look. Oh, yeah, God, $500 million doesn't really cut it for you, does it? Well, Steve, yeah. you know, I'm a man of very exacting standards, and uh, <laughs> I would just, uh, you know. I remember if, reading. If, 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 if it's one or the other, I'm going to be very disappointed with $500 million. Mm-hmm. I remember reading the uh, very famous short story, The Lottery. Do you know that one? Shirley Jackson was yeah. the author of that. Uh-huh. Yes. Where and, something uh, bad happens at the end of that lottery, and I remember reading in uh, reading that in eighth grade, going, mm-hmm. uh, "Oh, my mom plays the lottery all the time. I bet you this will be something she's interested in." Mm-hmm. And then uh, it took a really dark turn. Yes. <laughs> Are you familiar with it, Baxter? Or not? I actually am not yeah. uh, real familiar with it. Yeah, basically, uh, a woman gets stoned to death. She quote wins the lottery in this yeah. ah, so in this a, town. So winning is actually losing. Yeah, I see. Kind of like uh, the Hunger Games in a way. Yeah, yeah in a way. Yeah, uh, that is, is that is true. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't really call that a lottery. That's a that's oh, a little gotta bit. Got to be more chosen as tribute. I mean, you got to you got to you got to you got to win. You got to be in it to win it or lose it. You got to be in it to win it. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Day twenty with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. The Big Bunk and Smoke returns to the log cabin on Wednesday. That's the clash. With back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Good morning. Uh, a little bit later on this hour, we're going to be talking to uh, to uh, Marty Lynch from the Cambridge Credit Counseling. We're going to talk about uh, a discussion we, we had in the last couple of days about uh, this plan to eliminate... Uh, debt, college loan debt. So we'll be talking to uh, to Marty Lynch in uh, just a little while about that. It's a little bit of a political fireball, I've noticed, with commenters now kind of taking sides on that whole thing. You know, the more I, I, I look at this and the more I read about it, I don't have a problem with it. Right. I really don't. And, you know, with all these PPE loans that were just, the money was just thrown at these people and nobody took account for it, now you're crapping on somebody who uh, has probably paid more in interest, right? Now, for the for the cancellation of the debt of the loan that they have, but, that but, they did for what they owe left. But to me, it doesn't, it doesn't really resolve the issue because the issue isn't the fact that people have debt. People have debt anyway. Yeah. The issue is why are colleges charging 
this much. Well, yeah, which, I've said that for a, years, but I mean, right, but, that, but, but, but that's but that should be the issue that we should be focusing on, not that whether or, or not a, a kid amasses a loan. I mean, no, I get it, but I'm saying that the people who are receiving the ten thousand dollars to get to some of that, you know, help out, they're the ones being like ostracized. Like, oh, I I went and paid for my college. Yeah, uh, come on. Uh, Where's all the other money come from that we pay for all this other crap well, for? What people do need to keep in mind is the rate in which college education has increased is very different now than it was back in the 80s or, or, or 90s. I mean, you're talking about just since like 2008, it's gone up by th- almost 37%. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, many of us paid off our, our debts, but on the other hand, the, the, the cost has out performed the, the the cost of, of of our median income so it's these are these are these times are way off when it comes to you know getting an education so we'll be talking to, to marty a little bit later on this hour about just this well the, the critics that steve's talking about are are just that they're upset because they themselves had to pay off their debts just as we did yeah. but it doesn't mean we have to be negative about somebody who's getting some help now well, that's the thing. and there are other ways well, you know yes okay it would be nice to foster some sense of responsibility for these people who are just getting but there are other ways to achieve that and if they're getting some help with some help with a handout in some ways listen, then, okay I, I i am a very lucky and i would say privileged person mm-hmm. to have had a dad who paid for my college he mm-hmm. paid for the whole thing yeah and i mean yeah granted it wasn't you know it wasn't hundred anywhere near a hundred thousand dollars i went to a state school that was affordable to go to you went to a state school but i don't have any debt i never had any debt i never had student loans from right that. i'm lucky but, enough not to do that but the, the the cost of that very same education today is about 30 percent higher i get that and, and, and i know that there's a discrepancy in how much colleges charge but i'm talking about the there's no reason to ostracize people for getting a break on right. something that they shouldn't have gotten involved with to begin with i mean those those loans are ridiculous the well, interest rates alone the, there are also things that 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 families and, yeah. and students can do to avoid having to pay sixty five thousand dollars a year to go to go get a college education. There's state there's state schools, there's community college, there's trained uh, schools. Things there are things you can do, but I mean it's you know these are very very difficult times for people who are creating huge amounts of debt for people who haven't even gone into the workforce yet. So we'll talk about that. Uh, later, later. We got news next. Rock. Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. The Big E is coming soon, and they got a new place to hang out right inside Gate 5. It's called the Front Porch, and the Big E is billing it as the new chill-out spot to catch a break from walking and riding the rides. At the Front Porch, you can enjoy food and entertainment and also relax in the Adirondack chairs. You know, uh, one of the food items that was mentioned yesterday was this vegan peanut butter and jelly mm. burger. Yeah, that's the one from the Soulfully Vegan restaurant, which is located inside the front porch that I just mentioned. All right, so here's here's my problem with this. I could eat a hamburger uh, with peanut butter and jelly. I could I could probably do it. I mean, I, I it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't scare me in the least. Mm-hmm. You make that a vegan burger 
with peanut butter and jelly. Eliminate all the great things, all the great animal products that I love so much. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it doesn't interest me. Purely because it's vegan. Is that... <laughs> even is, if it, even if it tastes like a burger? Even if it tastes like a burger. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even these uh, these Beyond Burgers, these plant-based things, yep. uh, yeah. I'm really not so interested. Really? Yeah. Did you try them on a pellet grill? Because I cooked one the other day for my kid who's the vegan. Uh, no, I, I haven't. They're yeah. actually pretty good. I agree. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't so good. But yeah, they're, they're yeah. all right. These are the Beyond Burgers from uh, Costco. Yes. Yeah. No. I... Uh, I want my uh, I want my burgers mooing. That's that's me. The that's Impossible Whopper from Burger King was all right too. If you ever if you want to try one from See, but this a is my ha- th- this is this is my hang up. It's like, you know, is, is it any worse than putting peanut butter and jelly on a normal burger? Probably not. Mm. But yet I'm very unlikely to order that at the Big E. But there are some people who are not like you that don't eat meat and that's why yes. they make this option. But the people who are not like me mm-hmm. are the people who don't like me. Wow, that's pretty deep. All right, thanks so much for bringing Did I just blow your mind or what? You just blew my mind. I thought I was going to blow your mind, and I'm glad to see it worked. Uh, Some of the other unique foods new to the Big E this year, the Rise and Shine Pretzel from Harpoon Beer Hall, located on New England Avenue. What's uh, what's so special about this this pretzel? I don't know. Steve, do you still have that article open with the description of all the things? Maybe you can find it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll move on to some others. Maybe Steve can find the description of the Rise and Shine pretzel. They've also got... Um, I'm sorry. I'm uh, expressing a complete lack of interest. <laughs> Are you really? You don't, well, you, your colleague, <laughs> your colleague, Mr. Baxendale, would like... Well, he doesn't have to do everything I say. Yeah, yeah I don't want to do anything. I'm not his monkey boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's never, you haven't been in 19 years. That's You're right. Start now. That's right, damn it. Uh, one of the other new foods at the Big E, the apple bacon fritters, the pumpkin fritters, and more from Bakery on Brewer. That sounds all right. The barbecue waffles, mac and cheese waffles, and others from Ultimate Barbecue. Mm-hmm. The apple fries and the apple fry sundaes from the Happy Dough Company. And I like this one. Described as, quote, hard to find old-fashioned candies from Anne Marie's Candies located on West Road. I love, I used to love going to the old-fashioned candy shops. Really? In like Bennington, Vermont when I was growing up there. So I think I would go just to see if any of the old-fashioned candies that I liked as a kid. Yeah, see, not, not, not decadent enough. I, I want, uh, you know, I want like a moon nut. I want a whole bunch of moon nuts. That's what I want. What's a moon nut? It's like a, it's like a sandwich. Uh, well, it's like an ice cream sandwich on a donut. Huh. Bulls have nuts. Cows don't have nuts. But the Big E does have moon nuts, and it's like ice cream inside a donut. All right. Here's, uh, I'm not going to, I don't even, I can't find this brew thing. That, that Rise and shine pretzel? Let's think about it. Let's say 20, 24 pictures they have here of all the foods, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had an average of about 10 bucks for yes. each item. That's right. How much is that? 24 times 10. $240. dollars $240. Just to try everything. Yeah, that's right. That's a lot of damn money. It is. But see, it's these new items that drag people in. Because people, for the most part, know that the Big E rarely ever changes with new stuff. I mean, mm. you know, maybe a, maybe a trash receptacle has been turned a quarter of an inch, and that's the new thing of the Big E this year. Or the horse poop has actually been cleaned up after the parade instead of just pushed into the ground. Well, like a, now I think you're asking for yeah, a bit much. Like an asphalt waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, it's free asphalt waffles at the Big E. Mud pies. 
How about the blue waffles? Are they having those there, too? Yeah, they better not. Yeah. Although I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if you find a, a couple of those uh, hanging yeah. around. You find those at the motel across the street. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Olivia Wilde slamming Jason Sudeikis. For mm-hmm. what? You know, they got a divorce, and you kind of think as of Jason Sudeikis as kind of the, the good guy. At least I have. Yeah. In his marriage with Olivia Wilde, who who moved on to Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Well, according to Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis not a good guy. Wow. And the reason why she left their relationship. And it is? Well, apparently he was very mean to her. He, he said very mean things. He, he had anger issues. Mm-hmm. And also, she's still livid over the paper-serving incident for the divorce which was carried out in public at Jason Sudeikis' behest. I saw that. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. She held herself together, though. She pulled through. Yeah, she I guess. She paper and she kept moving on. But I wanted to believe that Jason Sudeikis was a good guy, and now, as is normally the case with these Hollywood situations, you don't know what's there, going on. You yeah. hear the term, never meet your heroes? Right. That's exactly why. Mm-hmm. You idolize people who, uh, you know, you think, oh, wow, that'd be... Uh, He'd be like a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah. And you turn out to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Question, you know, everyone thought that, you know, Amber Heard seemed like a pretty nice lady too. And right. look what happened there. So yeah. don't uh, don't necessarily believe what you what you're gonna believe. Listen, I'm still hanging on to that dice clay thing. I used to love <laughs> dice clay. Dice clay was awesome when now, I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, I get to hear all these dirty words and these nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. I finally get to open for him. I open wow. a show for Dice Clay. Where'd that happen? At the Hookie Lao in Chickabee when nice. it was still open, yep. and uh, he was the biggest jerk I ever met in <laughs> my life. Yeah. He was like, I, I want to go into the whole story, but it was a, he it was awful. Mm. It, he was such a, a diva, if you will, mm-hmm. like you know, oh, I sold out Madison Square Garden, <laughs> you know that all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Man, I used to like listening to you, and now I could care less about you. It's like, too bad. Yeah, it is too bad. Yeah, well, there you go. Never meet your heroes. Yes. Here's a headline for you about Six Flags. Not our Six Flags, but the one in New Jersey. Six Flags Great Adventure. Multiple people injured after a wooden roller coaster malfunctions. Mm. Several people injured last night on El Toro, the wooden roller coaster, at the Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. Several riders reporting back pain after the incident happened around 7.30 last night, just minutes before the park was set to close. I I am scared to death of roller coasters in general, and specifically the wooden ones. Why? It it, it just seems like they're held together with duct tape and bubble gum. You got to remember, though, it's a numbers game. How many people enjoy a good roller coaster ride every single day right. without incident? I guess. I bet you if you have millions and millions of people using uh, roller coasters all over the country every single day, you're bound to get an incident or two. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know, just because it's an old, rickety, wooden roller coaster doesn't right. make it any more dangerous than any other ride. You know, you could probably get more messed up in a spinning teacup at Storyland yeah. in New Hampshire than you would going on some rickety I don't you know, think so. splintered uh, yeah no believe me you're you're safe they've got a strap around you what could possibly go wrong mm, not buying it 
It's 842 with back Steve and Dave. We've got a special guest coming up to talk about this story that we spoke about yesterday and the day before on this show, the Biden administration and its forgiveness of $10,000 for student loans. We'll get to that coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. What starts with a P is something that a dog does and people step in. Poop! Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 in Led Zeppelin. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. We'll have highs in the mid-80s for today, tomorrow, and Sunday. But today, good chance of some rain and maybe some of its severe thunderstorms this afternoon. I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a college tuition today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On the phone with us to talk about this whole uh, college loan uh, forgiveness thing that uh, Joe Biden has done this week is uh, Martin Lynch from the Cambridge uh, Credit Counseling. How you doing, Martin? It's good to talk to you. Great to be with you today, guys. Thanks for inviting me. So let me uh, try to just kind of you know simplify what's going to happen here. The uh, the government is creating a situation where if you make a certain amount, you could get ten thousand dollars knocked off your your college debt. And if you get a Pell Grant, it's $20,000. Some of it is dependent upon your income. But one of the things that, uh, that I think is really, in- really in- interesting about this is you know, it, kids are usually getting between twenty-seven dollars to $30,000 a year in, in, uh, in, in, in loans. They're amassing a great deal of debt before they even go in, into the workforce. If you look at the the larger picture, is is ten thousand dollars? Would that really make that big of a difference for a loan that could be you know in the six figures? It will for the for the majority of borrowers who have balances uh, that are twenty thousand or less at this point. Because remember, a lot of the people who are going to be affected by this have been paying already for a number of years, so their balances are down in the ten thousand dollar range. For, so for them. This is going to nearly wipe out or entirely erase their balance, which is great. It's going to free them up to participate in the rest of the economy. Uh, you're correct. For a lot of the borrowers that we deal with, uh, a lot of the teachers, I also deal with a lot of veterinarians because they do work for the FDA. You know, they have six-figure debt. So this is like a, throwing a deck chair off the Titanic for them. But there are changes to the loan forgiveness programs themselves. So for one major repayment plan uh, that will cut payments in half, uh, those folks who work for nonprofit agencies will still have to work for 10 years and make payments for 10 years, but the payments will be lower and they'll have more left to forgive at the end of the 120 payments they need to make. Yeah, so there are widespread changes, but it affects different groups differently. Let me clear something up. Yesterday, a progressive activist named Nina Turner took a lot of heat when she went on social media and claimed that taxpayers would not be on the hook for a proposed plan to give federal student loans. And people were saying, wait a minute, you don't know what you're talking about. And apparently she doesn't. We will be on the hook. That's that's correct. Taxpayers do uh, fund the student student loans, uh, private lenders. Also make loans, certainly, but Uncle Sam is the biggest lender by far. And there's 1.6 to 1.7 trillion dollars in loans outstanding at this point, but that's really uh, needs to be seen more as a national priority. The same way the Defense Department is a national priority. 
You don't need to make money off of everything the government does. This program just needs to break even. And that's why, you know, I, I ignore voices like Ms. Turner's that they're irrelevant and don't really know what they're talking about here. In this case, if you really wanted to impact uh, people's ability to repay, you'd slash the interest rate on these loans down to 0% or 1%. We don't need to break people's backs and actually push them closer to default. Uh, when you see parents paying 8% on a Parent PLUS loan, you're just hamstringing them. They can't really do the things that everybody else does financially because their student loan payments are astronomical. This if you drop the interest rate to you know to something really low, they could. This is uh, so, Martin. This is Martin Lynch from uh, Cambridge Credit Counseling. You know, Martin, this is the thing that that that, that kind of perplexes me because you know w- everyone is going to have a certain amount of debt, whether it's college debt or you know debt on their homes, uh, you know debt with their cars, you know whatever. But you know debt just happens to be a, a, a fact of life. The difference with college education is if you go back to the 1980s. The cost of a college education has increased about 216%, and since 2008, over the course of just you know you know uh, you know 14 years, it's increased by 36%. But the median income in this country has only increased by 2.1. The question I have is not so much whether it's about people amassing debt. The question to me is what is what are colleges and universities think they're getting away with? by increasing the, um, the value of their education by that amount so much more than the, the, the rest of the, the economy? I mean, shouldn't that be what we focus on rather than just the elimination of debt? I agree in, in almost every respect. Uh, you really hit it on the head. Controlling college costs has never been a priority for the government. You know, it is at individual schools because that's a competitive business. Even among the state universities, they compete with each other, but it's, it's not true competition uh, because the society says, hey, everybody's got to go to college. You need a degree to get this job. You need multiple degrees to get this particular job. So they know students are going to go to school. Uh, so capping costs or keeping a lid on costs has never been our focus. But the administration also says that it's going to, in its announcement Wednesday, it's going to do that also uh, because universities are funded with government money as well. Uh, there's lots of research grants come from Uncle Sam. So, so that's one way to cap costs or, or try to keep them down, too, and also to look at graduation rates, what, how successful are their graduates, in the field that they pursued five years out, ten years out. All the data can be uh, compiled, and I agree. I mean, that's mm. really, if you want uh, to control debt, you control costs as well. Well, I, and to me, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because, you know, colleges and universities are claiming, well, the reason why, one of the many reasons why uh, our costs have increased is that while it is true that the government does provide grant money and, and things like this, the amount of investment that, state governments have been giving to universities has decreased significantly and the only way that they feel like they can uh you know make money is to charge more because with the debt that people are amassing they no longer have the ability to provide things like alumni donations they're too busy paying off their debt 
So it's like you know, we've it's almost like we've like the governments, state governments in particular, have kind of created the problem. And so to me, it's just this giant cycle of everybody not wanting to take credit for this disaster. It's true. There's there's a lot of blame to go around, and uh, and governments are at the head of that line, uh, and taxpayers are caught paying for inattention to this issue. I mean, ideally, uh, in a perfect world, higher education would be free in this country. It's free in 24 countries around the the world, and not backward countries. Uh, Germany has free higher ed. Argentina has free higher ed. Uh, Norway has free higher ed. It's it's doable, but we just don't think of higher education as the priority it should be. And so we have, you know, a hodgepodge of financial aid and people scrambling and making mistakes when they uh, when they apply. Uh, they should go for uh, just for a one-off example. You should go for your dream school because they may give you more financial aid. But the common mantra is these days, oh, I should go to a community college and keep my debt low. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know that, you know, an Ivy League school would would leave me with less debt overall at the end because they have a bigger endowment, they'd give me more financial aid. There are a lot of stones left unturned by students and parents at the front end of the process when they're borrowing, and it just leaves them with more debt in the end. Uh, to go back to your earlier point, I went to college in the 80s, and was able to pay off my loans in 10 years and three months. You don't see that anymore uh, for most average students. I mean, both my parents were both in education, so they didn't make much, but it was doable. Yeah. The way college costs have spiraled, it's just not doable these days. Right. I sympathize with all the comments I see about people who say, well, I had two jobs and paid off my loans. That is not possible gotcha. for most, most borrowers. Martin Lynch from uh, Cambridge Credit Counseling. We appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. It's 859, but back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play. Only on Rock 102. The preseason action.